The book of Hebrews is read by many Messianic Jews on Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year. This book goes into great detail describing Yeshua HaMashiach's role as a high priest. Functioning in the role of Kohen Gadol, Yeshua continues to make intercession for our sins today. When reading through this profound, scholarly, and eye-opening work of inspiration, many people notice one verse in the early chapters of the book that seems to be out of place in our Yom Kippur liturgy. In fact, the verse is so perplexing that many do not understand it at all. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1 reads, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Yeshua HaMashiach. Yeshua is an apostle? What does that mean? He appointed 12 men as his apostles. How is he an apostle? The same verse that refers to him as an apostle also refers to him as our high priest. How is Yeshua's role as our high priest related to his role as an apostle? For that matter, exactly what is an apostle? Perhaps understanding the definition of apostle will open up our understanding to all these related questions. A few moments ago, I described the book of Hebrews as a profound, scholarly, and eye-opening work of inspiration. What type of answer would you expect, then, from the Holy Scriptures? Let's look for a profound, scholarly, and eye-opening answer. We'll start by considering the meaning of the word apostle. The Greek word apostle is a borrowed word from the Greek, um, apostolos. It means one who is sent out. According to the Blue Letter Bible, the King James always translates this Greek word as apostle, except in three cases. Twice it is translated as messenger, and once as he that is sent. Obviously, when we hear the word apostle, we think of the 12 men chosen and sent out by Messiah to be messengers. So how is Yeshua an apostle? Again, the Blue Letter Bible offers some insight based on the Septuagint. What exactly is a Septuagint? Here's a brief explanation. The Septuagint was a translation of the Tanakh from Hebrew into Greek. It was written about 250 years before Yeshua's birth, just before the time of the Hanukkah miracles. The translation was completed by six elders from each of the 12 tribes for a total of 72 translators. According to some sources, there were only 70 translators. So the completed work was referred to as the Septuagint, meaning the 70. In Hebrew, it is called Targum Hashvi'im, the translation of the 70. Jewish tradition says that miracles surrounded the translation. This new work opened the Torah to many Jews who lived outside the Holy Land in the Diaspora who were not fluent in Hebrew. Many Jews, however, considered the translation to have been an inroad uh, leading down the slippery slope of assimilation, they do not look at it, and it is a, a favorable event. So, the same Greek word for apostle is found many times throughout the Septuagint. In fact, the Greek word appears over 500 times. That should not be a surprise because many people were sent at different times for different purposes. The term means one who was sent out as a messenger, but the Greek word also refers to objects, such as letters that were being sent. Some of the references in the Septuagint are favorable, and some are not so favorable. The Greek word apostos is first found in the Septuagint in Genesis chapter 8, verse 7, when Noah sent out the raven from the ark. The word is found again in the very next verse, in conjunction with the dove who was sent out. It is used in Genesis chapter 2, 
24, verse 7, when Abraham said that the Almighty would send an angel before Abraham's servant, who was looking for a wife for Isaac. We find the word used when Moses sent out the 12 spies in chapter 13 of the book of Numbers. The 12 sons of Jacob, actually only 11 of the 12, are referred to as apostles or sent out ones in Genesis chapters 42 and 43, when they journeyed to and from Egypt. Joseph referred to himself as one who was sent out. In Genesis chapter 25, verse 7, Joseph said, And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Again, we hear the word, when we hear the word apostles, we think of Yeshua's 12 followers, but the 12 sons of Jacob are also referenced. They're referred to as apostles, messengers who were sent out. Jeremiah chapter 44, verse 4, tells us that all the prophets were messengers, people who were sent, again using the same word for apostles in the Septuagint. So how is Yeshua an apostle? Notice chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the holy calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Yeshua HaMashiach, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. The passage in Hebrews draws a connection between Moses and Messiah. Is the connection based only on their faithfulness, as the verse seems to imply? Perhaps there's more to consider. Moses was an apostle. He was referred to as a messenger, one sent out, or in the Greeks, in the Greek Septuagint, an apostle, in Exodus 3.10. Come now, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Moses was not sent only to Pharaoh. In verses 13, 14, and 15 of the same chapter, we see that he was sent to the children of Israel as well. He was an apostle to both. In the Masoretic text, the word sent is translated from the Hebrew word shalach. One who is sent is a shaliach. Some Messianic Jews, instead of using the term apostle, prefer to use the term emissary or shaliach, or you know, plural sent out ones, or in Hebrew, shalachim. We see Moses was referred to as an apostle in the Septuagint in the book of Exodus. We see Messiah also referred to as an apostle, at least in the Brit Hadashah. But can we find a closer connection between Messiah and the apostleship in the Septuagint? We find what appears to be a poetic reference, prophecy perhaps, in the book of Psalms. Psalm 111, verse 9 reads, He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and revered is his name. The verse says, he sent redemption to his people. The Septuagint includes the Greek word apostle in this verse. The Almighty sent out redemption. He made redemption his apostle. Is this a prophecy of Yeshua? Perhaps. There's another interesting use of the Greek word for apostle in the Septuagint, one which has a remarkable connection with Yeshua. We read it in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. The spirit of Adonai Yahweh is upon me, because Yahweh hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. The servant of God was sent. He was designated a messenger. He was made an apostle to bind up the brokenhearted and proclaim liberty. Yeshua read this passage from the scroll of Isaiah. And he said, today, this is fulfilled in your ears.
We find in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, that Yeshua read, He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And this word was fulfilled this day. The word sent is from the Greek root word again, apostello, the, the root word of apostelos, apostle. Isaiah prophesied that Messiah would be an apostle, a sent one, a messenger. Yeshua declared himself to be an apostle, a sent one, a messenger. All our questions are still not yet answered. How is being an apostle related to being a high priest? How does being an apostle fit in with Yom Kippur? Leviticus 16 is the chapter in the Torah that provides details for the high priest's duties on Yom Kippur. The Septuagint uses uses the Greek term uh, root word for apostle in Leviticus 16, but in a somewhat unexpected way. Leviticus 16.10 reads, But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before Yahweh to make an atonement with him and to let him go for a scapegoat in the wilderness. The phrase translated as let him go is translated from the Greek apostolos. The animal was sent out like an apostle. The scapegoat is referred to an apostle, one of the animals selected for the rituals that provided atonement for all of Israel on Yom Kippur was an apostle. So the scapegoat provides a connection between the term apostle and the day of Yom Kippur. Does this help understand why the book of Hebrews, which deals with the high priest's duties on Yom Kippur, refers to Yeshua as an apostle? Yes, the imagery of the scapegoat fits well with Yeshua being an apostle, but there is more. Tractate Yoma in the Mishnah presents a commentary and an elaboration of the priestly duties described in Leviticus chapter 16. Yoma uses historical data and traditional interpretation to fill in some of the gaps in the story. Yoma records that before the day of Yom Kippur, representatives of the Sanhedrin would read over the laws and traditions regarding the Yom Kippur service to the high priest. Elders from the priesthood then pleaded with the high priest to follow all these laws. Safari.org includes Dr. Joshua Culp's translation of Yoma 1.5 as follows. And they said to him, Sir, high priest, we are messengers of the court, and you are our messenger and the messenger of the court. We adjure you by the one that caused his name to dwell in this house, that you do not change anything of what we said to you. We are messengers of the court. We are sent by the court. We are apostles of the court. And you are our messenger. You are sent by us. You are our apostle. And you are the messenger of the court. You are sent by the court. You are the apostle of the court. The Mishnah uses the word shalach here that we mentioned earlier. Jewish tradition describes the high priest, Kohen Hagadol, as a messenger, as one who is sent, as an apostle. The book of Hebrews, in calling Yeshua an apostle, is using a biblical interpretation, a traditional Jewish interpretation, to explain Yeshua's role as high priest. So what should we do with this information? As the writer of Hebrews said, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the holy calling, consider the apostle and the high priest of our profession. Yeshua HaMashiach. Consider the one who was sent. Consider the messenger. We consider that Yeshua was sent for a specific purpose, and he did fulfill that calling, and he still does. Blessed be God who sent us his apostle.